Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Addict, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. Hi, all you movie fans out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker. Thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We're very excited about today's show, folks, because Barry Bostwick, one of our all-time favorite guests, has returned to talk about starring in FDR, American Badass, a slapstick comedy available on DVD starting today. And during the last part of the show, Christopher Scott will be here to discuss um, his experiences as an actor, dancer, and choreographer for So You Think You Can Dance and for the Step Up films. Now, because we have two such important guests, the show has been extended, and I know you'll enjoy hearing from both Barry and Chris. But before bringing Barry on, I want to let everyone know that the chat is open and our Producer extraordinaire, Nikki Starr, is in the chat room, and so I encourage any listeners who would like to participate to go ahead and sign up with the chat. Nikki is one of Barry's most avid fans, and I'm um, kind of suspecting that uh, she was so excited about Barry being on the show today that she, she lost her voice, but seriously, I'm just so thankful that Nikki is here, and uh I hope that she gets her voice back soon. She works so hard, and uh, we just love her here at Movie Addict Headquarters. Now, thanks to all the people who do sign up for the chat. We really appreciate them, as well as our other listeners, of course. And special thanks to Barry Bostwick for visiting us again. Welcome back to Movie Addict Headquarters, Barry. You know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Betty Jo. And especially in this instance, I just love hearing you say badass. It's not a word that I think you use very often. No, I never, I never have used it before this, before this movie. So, <laughs> yes, I'm glad, I'm glad that you appreciate it. So does my husband. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> no, did you just say that? Yes, I did say that. Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, we love it when you're on the show. It's always a treat, and. I told you before when we were talking that we replay your interview about the Rocky Horror Picture Show every year around Halloween, and it's one of our most popular episodes. But today, we want to know more about this FDR movie. I realize this isn't the first time you've played a U.S. president because you were great in um, George Washington, the television series, which was a very, very serious uh, endeavor, and this FDR movie is quite different <laughs> from from the preview yes. that I've that I've heard. Can you can you tell us just a little bit about the about the plot? Um, well, it's it's loosely, and I say loosely with a capital L, uh, based on uh, parts of of FDR's history and life. Except for the fact that it's it's more like a Batman movie in terms of its style. It's over really? the top. It's very it's very tongue in cheek. Um, uh, and FDR in this has um, uh, he's gotten polio because he was bitten by a werewolf. And so oh, no. yes, and so he is. Um, uh, he spends the movie trying to eradicate werewolves. Uh, from the earth, who uh, have uh, who have it in their uh, calendar to uh, take over uh, the whole uh, you know populace of the earth and turn everybody into werewolves. And so uh, FDR, it's his job uh, to um, uh, kill werewolves. And um, it's uh, I don't think it's historically accurate. 
Let's put it that uh, no. way. No. <laughs> <laughs> historically. Well, it's certainly not the FDR that I knew when I was no. growing up. He he was the only president that I knew for so many, many years. I didn't even think there could be another president other than FDR. So to see a movie about him uh, as a, a werewolf hunter and werewolf killer is 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 going to be quite a shock to me, but you're you're helping to prepare me for the for the shock. Well, you know what? I think movie. you're going to be shocked in more ways than one, and um, it oh. uh, it you know it's uh, it's uh, there's a lot of dirty words in this movie. Let's put it oh, that way. No. Oh yeah, a lot of dirty <laughs> words. It's it is a movie that is slanted and aimed at a young audience, an audience which. Uh, uh, which uh, gets this and um, uh, is amused by uh, these, um, uh, well, they 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 have a language all of their own, and uh, and in this mm-hmm. uh, movie, uh, FDR. Uh, slips into street language, street lingo, um, uh, hip hop, uh, hip hop lingo, uh, and uh, it's it's part of the conceit of the movie, uh, and uh, it's really funny from that standpoint. And and there's all these other characters in the movie, you know, from Eisenhower to uh, uh, Douglas MacArthur to Einstein, and definitely and and. and um, and all of these people are um uh let's but let's just say larger than life well also Abe Lincoln I was looking at the cast and Kevin Sorbo Kevin Sorbo plays Thanks. Abraham Lincoln that's right well, well how do you, how do they he, he, he comes travel? alive he comes alive um uh in the uh oval office um FDR is having trouble trying to figure out whether or not he should get into World War II, and his and his uh, uh, his right hand uh, man in the in the Oval Office who sort of takes care of him, his butler, suggests that he go into the uh, right hand bottom drawer of his desk because George Washington had left a little something there for subsequent presidents when they had to make these kinds of decisions. So he goes into the drawer and he pulls out a uh, humidor filled with um, marijuana. And, um, and, and uh, which is, which is not historically totally inaccurate because uh, Washington did grow hemp on, uh, on his uh, farm uh, at the time, whether or not he smoked it, we don't know, but we're assuming that he could have. And, uh, and he, and he passes this on to subsequent presidents. And in fact, when FDR uh, smokes and, uh, and gets a little high, uh, a picture of Lincoln comes alive, and then they have a couple oh. of scenes together uh, on the roof of the White House, uh, both uh, getting uh, quite stoned and talking about the uh, uh, current events. And um, uh, Lincoln gives him um, uh, some good advice. So, as you can see, it's 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 the tone of the movie is. Um, uh, it's probably not for everyone, uh, but it's for mm-hmm. it's for a, a lot of the people. Uh, my uh, the people that I love who are Rocky Horror fans, cult movie fans. Yes. Uh, uh, this is a, just a natural extension of that. And in fact, the movie's been playing a lot um, as a sort of opening film for a lot of the midnight screenings of Rocky Horror around the country and, in fact, the world. And uh, so it's it's had a lot of initial screenings with that uh, particular audience, and it's starting to grow from there. And and who knows? It might become another you know another cult uh, movie. It's it certainly has the uh, the ability to uh, to do that because of its uh, really off the wall uh, you know attitude. Well, it's it's outrageous. Uh, the only thing. That could make it more outrageous, and probably uh, I would like it even more if it would be a musical. 
Well, you know, it's funny. We I, I was at a screening the other night, and a friend of mine who's a writer uh, who who said to me at the end, of it, he says, you know, it, it needs three musical numbers. And we talked about it specifically where they would be. And I said, well, I'll bring that up to Ross Patterson, who who wrote it, and I'll say maybe we can we can go in and add two or three musical numbers at at, at particular stages in the movie, and and then it would uh, fit more into that sort of genre. Um, it uh it it lends itself it really lends itself to a certain musicalization um but you know these movies are done quite cheaply and it, it, they're they're done they're made because somebody has this wonderful idea that uh, this is uh you know it's cutting edge it's uh it's uh, it's trendy it's uh um uh, and uh they're not multi multi million dollar movies, you know, like the Lincoln movie, uh, um, uh, or, or you know, it's it. They're out of the mainstream, and and I think because of that, that's part of its appeal is that there's a certain there's a certain innate cheesiness to it, which which yes. uh, <laughs> which I think that's... is which is which is done quite uh, you know consciously. You know, um, yes, and and of course, if they did do it, do that, and you know, kind of put some musical <laughs> numbers in it, you'd be you'd be ready for that, wouldn't you? Oh, in a, in a heartbeat, yeah, sure. I would, I would, <laughs> I would love to have that song and dance number with Mussolini and Hitler. Uh, you yeah. know, uh, uh, there, there's um, there's so many opportunities in it to musicalize it. And, that I'm going to talk to Ross this week and say, hey, hey, why don't we just put a few more bucks into it and and do a uh, you know do a second version of it and uh, and add some music and see what happens. But oh, that would be great. And would you uh, tell him that I I approve of that? Yes, I, I will. And well, have fact, re- have requested I'll, it. <laughs> and I'll tell him it was your idea, uh, Benny Jones. Oh, so good. Oh, maybe good. you might yeah, even get that's... some money out of this. Oh, that would that would be great. That would really be great. Well, how did you get? How did you happen to get this role? And and then how did you get into character? Well, I got the role simply because the, they, um, uh, the, the, the Ross Patterson, who wrote it, um, uh, my name was brought up to him, and he and he approved it. And I I think I just had a meeting with him, and and we decided to go to work and uh, and do it. And um, I didn't have to read much past the, the the title to know that it's it was right up you know right up my ball field. I mean, I'm uh, I'm a person who likes to do weird, wacky, wonderful, uh, obscure um, uh, work sometimes that explores uh, my personality, the part of my personality that I don't have the opportunity to uh you know to show that often and so when these things come along i jump at them because if you know if they're halfway decent and the people involved with it are clever um i'll do them and um and then so when we decided that i was going to do it i i think we only had about a week or 10 days before we actually started shooting i i saw Mm -hmm. some documentaries on on fdr and and um uh you know, listened to a few of his speeches, and uh, mostly I, I researched the the big bold choices. You know, what does the hat look like? What does the glasses look like? You know, how? What about the uh, cigarette holder? You know, and and certain things we just tried to make a little bit larger than life. Like the cigarette holder is probably three inches longer than his real cigarette holder you know i saw that in the in one of the pic one of your photos i think i've got that photo up on the slideshow yeah movie addict headquarters that people can see that yeah that's that's quite quite a a distinctive uh cigarette holder and that was the thing we just tried to go for the bold strokes you know and it um you know it's it's a shocking movie in many ways and and uh in that it's you know it it's it's profane i don't i guess that's the word profane uh it's um it doesn't pull any punches uh and it's and uh, i think it's one of those movies that you either love or you hate you know there's no middle ground in this movie and um uh 
uh, fortunately, the audiences I have been with with it uh, have loved it, uh, and the few people who probably hated it uh, avoided my glances, you know, as we we're walking out. <laughs> Uh, but well, that's, that's kind true. of that's like Rocky Horror, the Rocky Horror yeah, Picture Show, yeah, because yeah. that's the same kind of thing as you were saying. Because uh, you either love that movie or you hate it. There's no yeah, yeah. Middle, middle ground. And I think it's the so, same thing with this. I mean, the, the only thing this doesn't have that Rocky Horror has is uh, it doesn't have the music and it doesn't have uh, the sex. Well, it's got a little sex, I have to admit. This thing, but it, it doesn't have the kind of. Uh, uh, of uh, you know gender bending sex that that is so attractive in the Rocky Horror uh, show. I mean, this isn't a movie in which uh, it it won't be a coming of age film like Rocky Horror was, where you know when kids turned eleven or twelve, they finally got to see Rocky Horror. Um, if right. they're you know, and uh, this is uh, uh, no, this is not this is not that kind of a uh, film this is a you know it's um a, uh, I, I don't know gun what else kind of film naked huh? gun naked gun like uh yeah Leslie naked Nielsen gun with dirty make... words you know it's it's really, really a good. naked gun with dirty words okay. yeah i mean <laughs> yeah i mean it's yeah it's the upper it's the new version of naked gun i mean it's the it has that sense of humor it and it uh um, and it has the kind of performances in it where everybody plays it very straight, like in Naked Gun, and like in you know uh, uh, Airplane. It's like the Airplane movies. It's uh, where it wouldn't work if everybody walked around with their tongue firmly chanted, uh, planted in their cheeks. It, yeah, we we had to play it totally straight and just let the circumstances. Uh, be hilarious, and um, and I think that's one of the wonderful things about FDR American Badass is that it's been so well cast, and everybody understands that style and um, uh, and plays it to uh, you know flawlessly. Well, look at the characters you mentioned. Some of them, I mean, you mentioned Einstein and and Adolf Hitler and Emperor Hirohito and. Douglas MacArthur and uh, just I mean what a hodgepodge of history. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and Churchill into this. Churchill and yeah, all these, you know, these 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 big larger than life characters and and you know and they've been written even larger than they really were in life uh, in this film and uh, what's probably interesting is a lot of people who will see this movie won't even know who half those people are you know they'll they'll they won't you know. 18-year-old today or 16- or 17-year-old kid today probably doesn't know who Douglas MacArthur was, you know, or even Winston Churchill, you know. So it's it's um, it's a history lesson. Uh, it's a, for the new millennium uh, and for <laughs> uh, and uh, um, but but we're not trying to rewrite history. We're just trying to make uh, just trying to amuse people. Well, good because we we love to be amused, and I understand that uh, that uh, there's another movie about uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt coming out later this year with uh, Bill Murray. I think it's uh, Hyde Park on the Hudson. So, so you two you you two are battling out on your your performances of uh, of FDR. Have uh, Have you heard anything about that movie yet? I, well, I've just seen the previews of it, and uh, uh, it doesn't look like it's half as much fun as ours. But uh, it's a serious one. Yes, yes. I mean, we 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 don't take ourselves very serious uh, in this movie, <laughs> and so it they're they're really not compa- comparable in that way. Uh, uh, we uh, you know our our sets are minimal to say the least and that's been done on purpose uh uh you know and 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 his and his settings and and locations are lavish and elaborate and 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 right for the real time that it was done in you know i mean what you as you remember the uh the fdr time i mean he was a wealthy man came from a wealthy family and and lived uh, right. you know a uh, a life of uh, of that and uh um um 
but there's probably not a scene in that movie where uh, uh, a little boy would come in uh, in a wheelchair in the hospital and, and try to uh, coax uh, Roosevelt into uh, uh, into uh, getting into his wheelchair for the first time. Um, and uh, in this movie, uh, the, the, a little boy is brought in who's stuttering, and 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 Roosevelt uh, says to him, "Oh God, I, I, I'm not going to have a stutter, too, am I?" You know, I mean. Oh no. Oh yeah, and I mean, oh, it's no. just it's just rude. It's just rude, 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 and that's what's so funny about it. You know. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm it, not good. I, I'm I not going to be as shocked now when I see it when I when I've heard oh, about you're not, all you're, these things. Oh, but, sure you are. You're gonna you're gonna run from the room screaming. You're gonna oh, go. No. I talked to Barry about this thing and he didn't warn me about how <laughs> rude this thing is. You know, it's uh, yeah. I'm I'm the little the, the the what I know about you, Betty Joe, is that <laughs> I think you should get quite drunk before you uh, watch this movie, or or or. <laughs> oh no, I. I can't take, do that. <laughs> take a few tokes, and uh, you know it's it's a movie you should see stoned. Now, um, I, I, you go down to the bottom right hand drawer of your desk and get that uh, George Washington, uh, you know, doobie out, and uh, <laughs> I just don't see you doing that, Betty Jo. I can't do any of those things that you <laughs> that you no, told me I to know. do. I'm well, just going to have to. I'm Barry. I'm just going to have to be brave. Be brave. Just be brave, yeah. and uh, there'll be many times you'll want to close your eyes and or close your ears. Um, I am going to uh, uh, I am going to shock you. Shock. Hey, okay, well you, well I've 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 been shocked before, so I think I can take that. But okay. now I want to hear about that wheelchair of death. And if oh well, yes, the wheelchair of death. death. I mean that's that's what makes him the the badass that he is. Uh, it, uh-huh. To to to. Um, uh, uh, it's the Delano, what is it, the Delano 6,000, 10,000, 3,000, 4,000, I forget what the number is at the end of it. But, yeah, I mean, he, he goes into battle to kill uh, werewolves in a wheelchair that shoots rockets and and has uh, Tommy <laughs> guns on it. And, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, he, that's, he is a man of action. Even though he can't walk, he he can still Get out there with the best of them and uh, and 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 lead them. Uh, in fact, in this in the movie, uh, he's the one who flies the first plane um, into France, and uh, no. uh, and uh, and he gets. Well, I won't tell you what happens, but you know he he's a he is he is a man of he is a man of action. Wow, I I guess so. I mean, I I I just can hardly wait to see this. <laughs> oh, you have to call me. You have to call me after you see this thing, and I you'll probably you'll probably never have me on your show again. Uh, uh, because- I don't believe. <laughs> I don't believe that for one minute. You, know. <laughs> you have a lot of credit built up with me. I mean, my gosh, I, I just when I saw you the first time I saw you was in movie movie. Oh, and it wow. just knocked my socks off. I just, I just couldn't get over that. And then, of course, with Rocky Horror Picture Show, and. Uh, I, I've seen Hannah Montana, the movie, and Nancy Drew, and Megaforce, and 101 Dalmatians 2, and Spy Hard, and Evening, and Swing, and I just saw Some Guy Who Kills People. Well, now that's a good movie, isn't it? Some Guy Who Kills People. Yes, you it like is, that? and I like that movie, and I thought that, you know, the, this sheriff that you played in Some Guy Who Kills People. Uh, I just kind of fell in love with him, and he was very uh, sort of low-key uh, amusing, don't you think? Oh yeah, very much so. I mean, that was my that was our choice to do it that way, and to make him sort of a very rural yet uh, you know uh, intelligent in a very sort of quiet way. And uh, um, uh, I, I love I love playing that part. In fact, uh, Jack Perez, who directed that. I just did another movie for him about two months ago called uh, Blowing Vegas Off the Map. And uh, I only do movies for him in which the title tells you exactly what the movie is about. 
Oh, I hadn't heard about that one. Oh, well, it hasn't been on yet. I mean, that's on for sci-fi, and that'll be on sci-fi, uh, I guess, uh, beginning of the year or something. And then I just did, uh, right after that, oh, just before that, I did the new uh, Disney musical uh, called Teen Beach Musical, which is going to be their, their big sort of high school musical franchise uh, that they're going to put oh. on put on the beginning of next summer and uh that's i i think that's just a brilliant uh, uh two hour movie also and that and that's a musical and it's and it's uh, sort of goes back to the the Annette uh uh you know the those beach beach party beach, beach beach bingo kind of par- uh, movies, yeah, of the 50s and early 60s, and uh, with the musical style and choreography, it's, I, it's, I, what I've seen of that, I was just blown away, I just, I just love that, and um, yes, so we keep going onward and upward, and they're not all FDR American badasses, uh, I probably, <laughs> if Disney had known I had done FDR American badass, I wouldn't be in a Disney movie today. Oh no! Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you. We that keep certain things know. to ourselves, you know. <laughs> that that's true. That's true. But did you get to do some singing and dancing in this uh, Teen Beach comedy? Teen Beach musical. I did just the last yeah. number with everybody. Uh, no, I play a sort of. Uh, I play um, a guy who owns a, the guy who's the grandfather of the lead girl, and then I have a. Uh, I make surfboards on the beach in in a Hawaiian kind of setting, and she lives with me, and uh, I'm sort of like a beach bum. And um, uh, and if if we do a sequel, uh, that's been promising that I've been have some musical things to do. But in this one, I hope. Yeah. I yeah. I just need to to see you in in musicals because I just love the love the way you the way you perform and I don't know whether uh, our listeners know that well many of them do but uh, but maybe not all of them that you're the guy that originated the role of Danny Zuko in Greece on Broadway that must have been an exciting time for you very exciting time yeah those were that was the early 70s and uh it was uh it was uh you know it was one of those experiences that we we were we were exploring a, a time a time like the 50s before anybody else was really doing it it was american graffiti had just been made as a film and uh uh it was we were all just sort of getting into that into that uh retro feel for the 50s and um so it was actually quite fresh when we were doing it, and and many of us who were in the original cast remembered the fifties or lived through part of the fifties. So there's there was a genuine affection and uh, uh, that we had for it, and uh, uh, which would never be captured again because uh, it consequently since then every cast you know would get younger and younger, and then they would just copy the ones who you know who had done it before and think that uh, they knew what the 50s were about but i mean we in, we in the, the rehearsal process came up with a lot of the sort of little bits and pieces that uh were uh, a real reflection of our lives and what they had been uh, during that time in the 50s and uh, um it was an innocent and beautiful uh time for all of us not well, I only I wish i could have I wish I could have seen that. I, I wish I wish I could have seen you do uh, Danny Zuko. Are there any any videos on YouTube of yeah, you uh, we doing did Danny Zuko? Yeah, we did a we did a performance of Summer Nights um for one of those PBS uh you know hits from Broadway shows things. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see that on YouTube the Summer Nights that I did with uh, Carol Demas who was the original Sandy. Um, oh, good. And I and I did it. I did it maybe ten years after we had done it, and so I still look relatively young. <laughs> I still look oh, well, like I could have played always, the part. Always look. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, after the show. I'm going over to YouTube and I'm gonna watch uh, Summer Nights. And then, speaking of musicals, you you won a Tony. 
for your work in the Robert uh, Bridegroom, which right, I, Robert, I think that was a musical. It was a musical. That was a musical, a sort of bluegrass uh, musical uh, in the mid 70s, 76, 77, and um, it was, uh, it, it, that's a charming, charming show, and it's done a lot in regional theaters and colleges these days, and uh, um, it's called The Robber Bridegroom, and it's it's based on a Eudora Welty novella, and it's mm-hmm. really, um, it's really a fun piece, um, uh, and um, yeah, and that's, that's, that's done quite often. I, I'm happy with that one. Well, that was great that that you won a Tony for that, and and you also have a, a Golden Globe, if I'm not. No, you're mistaken. right. For for uh, for um, uh, Warren Remembrance, a 32-hour miniseries that we did, oh, a number of years ago, and um, uh, I played um, a submarine captain. Lady Astor was his name. Lady meaning like you know when you're in the service, everybody has a has a sort of nickname. And um, uh, yeah, I was fortunate to work with some wonderful people in that, and. Um, I was just thinking about the Greece thing. That's what I was about. That we just did a, we just had a, a, a reunion. I think it was the thirty fifth, thirty eighth, fortieth, well, seventy, seventy three. Well, almost the fortieth. It was almost the fortieth anniversary of it, and we had a reunion of most of the original cast uh, for Broadway Cares, uh, a benefit in New York about three or four months ago, we got all together and we did uh, maybe a 14 or 15 minute uh, version of the show, a whole bunch of different musical numbers, and we did two or three performances uh, on Broadway for this uh, Broadway Cares uh, uh, charity. And and that, you can see that on YouTube too, and you'll see... Really? Yeah, you'll see a bunch of old greasers, you know, limping around on stage. (laughs) you know, still singing uh, Grease Lightning, you know. Oh, I've got to see that. I'm definitely going to take a, a look at that. And so you actually are are singing and dancing on YouTube uh, for this Broadway Cares event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much yeah. we're dancing, but we're certainly singing. And we're and we're moving our hands a lot. It's sort of like a Beach Boys, con, uh, you know, uh, concert these days, where they just sort of go up there and they sort of move their hands a lot and they move their arms a lot, <laughs> but they don't they don't actually move around the stage a lot, you know. It's, it's uh, kind of the way I dance. So yeah. I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> definitely appreciate that. Well, I I do uh, see. I knew I know that we promised you only uh, 30 minutes but we've gone beyond that time and I'm wondering if you would like to stay it's just so great to uh, talk with you I do see uh, that Christopher Scott has has called in and I'm wondering if you'd like to I'd love meet to, him yeah. oh great well let's let's see if we can get him on here now hi Chris hello hello is this Christopher Scott yeah, hi. Hi, this is Betty Jo Tucker at Movie Attic Headquarters, and we have Barry Bostwick on the line here, too. We've just hey. been talking with him. Hi, and, Christopher. Um, I'm... Hey, Barry. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Nice, nice. Big nice fan. Big fan. Hey, me too, man. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was hoping that, that uh, the two of you could uh, could kind of get acquainted here. And I just for our listeners, Chris, I wanted to... Uh, run down some of your uh, background. Um, I'm just so pleased that you were nominated for your outstanding choreography for for So You Think You Can Dance, and I thought you should have won for Velo- Velocity. I just thought that was just terrific. And um, uh, you've also worked uh, creating those moves for Alvin and Alvin and the Chipmunks. And you've appeared in such films as Step Up to the Streets as well as Step Up Revolution. And I will never forget that dynamic dance number that you created for the 82nd Academy Awards when you had the legion of, I think you had just so many dancers, and and it was just so great. It was the best thing about the Oscars. And I got to watch 
your web series. I haven't yet. The Legion of Extraordinary Dancers. Um, I just uh, am so impressed with you, and I'm just so delighted that you could that you could uh, come on our show. So, what would you like to talk about? Uh, this is Movie Attic headquarters, so we probably should talk a little bit about your. Uh, work as a choreographer in 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 some of these uh, movies. What would you like to hear about, Barry? Um, uh, yeah, I'd like to hear about the Legion uh, and and your web series. Uh, I I just think web series are it's it's the coming thing. You know, I've done a couple of web series pilots in the last year or two to work with some really interesting, cutting edge young talent, and I'm sure that's one of the reasons that. You were drawn to the the medium. Uh, can you t- talk a little bit about the web series? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that whole thing um, was really kind of uh, organic how it came about because um, it was just something. It started off as as a fun thing um, through the internet. Where we, um, a friend of mine, John Chu, who uh, created the Legion of Extraordinary Dancers, and um, Adam Savani, who was one of the leads in Step Up Two, they um, called out Miley Cyrus on YouTube for a battle, just for fun. Like, it really just started off as this thing that was just going to be a fun thing for all of us to be a part of. And, and I just started calling all my friends and, and getting them all involved in this online dance battle. Um, and the thing just kind of blew up, and it kind of went um, viral. For back in the day, I think we had, like, uh, 6 million views on one of the videos, a total of 20 million views, which back then was, like, insane. Now, you know, you're getting 100 million views on videos, but... um. Back then, that was pretty crazy. So, um, and then John built this whole YouTube audience. You know, he had like eighty nine thousand subscribers um, just from this online battle that we did. And uh, he kind of came to me, my friend Harry Shum Jr., who's a, a co choreographer on the uh, LXD, and he asked us, you know, do you guys want to do this thing? I, I want to do like this dancing superheroes uh, web series. He's like, I, I believe dancers are superheroes. Um, I think what you guys do is incredible, and I want to show that uh, and, and tell some stories. At the same time, so it's really the coolest thing for me, and it's kind of what launched my choreography career. So it was, um, you know, really an amazing opportunity for me, and and just the coolest thing we got to tell stories about superheroes through dance, and um, kind of do what nobody else has really done before. Um, and it was just, you know, kind of incredible for me. Uh, we got to like dance westerns, like a western showdown type dance choreography thing. It's like, it sounds crazy. Like when John would tell us some of these ideas, they're like, really? Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was really, uh, and your weapons are your dance, your dance moves are your weapons. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. The superhero, the super abilities are the dance moves. And that was something that we talked about a lot. Um, John, originally we were all talking and, and, and we were kind of like, Oh, do we like multiply or do we have like super fast? Like, do we, do we use effects and like speed it up and, and, do all these things, and, and for a while we were going with that route. Um, and then there was a point where John just kind of came to me and Harry, and he's like, hold on, hold on, let's let's pull back a little bit. Let's just make the superhero ability the dancer's ability and just kind of go with that. And we were all kind of like, yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds like what we want to do, um, more so than the kind of special <laughs> effects. Yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm real excited about it. Like uh, Barry, I'm, I'm definitely going to take a look at that, and and um, I feel a special uh, kinship with you when I was reading that you that you got started as a dancer um, by taking uh, tap dancing, and of course that's my favorite type of of dancing. Oh, I bet nice. you don't get to get to get to do too much tap dancing. Yeah, not as much as I would love to do. Um, even, you know, just working on So You Think, uh, it's a it's a category that they're not into bringing on as a competition piece, which I, which I agree with very much so, because, um, you know, just to teach somebody uh, tap in such a short period of time doesn't really do the style justice. It's, it's, it's just a bit different. But dancers are trained uh, for movement, and um, tap dancers are trained with movement, but then also as... as Musicians, so we have to learn rhythms and, and to create music. So yeah. um, it would almost be like teaching somebody who doesn't know how to play an instrument to play an instrument. So um, it's definitely something that's hard to get involved in shows like that. But um, you know, I was lucky enough, uh, not this season that just passed, but the season before that, season eight, to get to choreograph a tap duet because three of the kids just came on there and they they were tap dancers. 
So um, yeah. that works out. And then um, and then with LXV, I get for my character as a tap dancer. That's my superpower. Is, uh, That's your superpower power. on. Oh wow! Yeah. Now I yeah. have, to, have to see that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what what have you done in? Um, let's see. You you have been an actor in the Step Up movies and also a choreographer for for these uh, films. They've been quite successful. Um, what what has your experience been in terms of um, how you got involved in these films and uh, where do you think they're going? Yeah, I mean, the way I got, I'll start with the way I got involved. It was very, um, it was one of those, like, uh, stories where I was just at my house. Uh, I'm from Maryland, so step up two. I heard the auditions were in Maryland. One of my, my best friends from Maryland called me. His name's Lance Garrett. He's like, Chris, um, they're auditioning for the movie. I think she should come out here and audition. Because they're not auditioning for dancers in L.A. And I was like, oh, man, um, I actually, I missed the first audition because I just couldn't afford it. I, I didn't have any money for a ticket. I was uh, kind of living off of top ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and just couldn't swing it. And um, and then they came back to Baltimore because they would, didn't find what they wanted to find in Baltimore and New York yet. So they weren't satisfied. So when I heard about that, uh, I said, man, I, I got to go. I got to just do it because... Um, you know, that maybe that's just, that means it's, it's my turn, it's my chance to kind of really go out there and, and show them my, my style and, and what I do. Um, so I just bought a ticket, $175 round trip. I bought it from a guy over the phone, some kind of shady airplane ticket guy. Um, it was like open-ended. He, I had to get a green dot card and send him the number, and he would text me my info the night before. It was pretty crazy. Um and uh caught my flight and went out there 30 minutes late for the audition because my flight was delayed. And I went up there. Um, I, I auditioned for Jamal Sims, who was the choreographer. And uh, I did a little tap dancing at the end of it in my sneakers. And John Chu was a tap dancer, and I knew that. I knew I did my research on it, and I was like, okay, John's a tap dancer, so maybe I can uh, impress him with the tap. And uh, so I did that whole thing and, and kind of hung around Maryland for a little bit with my family and my friends. And with my fingers crossed, and then one day, right before I was planning on going home, they called me and said, hey, so we're going to cast you. And um, I had this ridiculously long hair back then, which I don't know why, because I, I kind of hated it. But um, And the, la- the only thing John said to me before I left the audition was, he said, what's happening un- underneath that hat? And I took off my hat, and my long hair fell down, and I was like, yeah, I'm willing to cut it if you want. And he was like, no, it's cool, it's cool, we like it. And then... They called me and said, okay, so, yeah, your character's name is Hair, your character. And I was like, really? Oh, no. Yeah, it kind of changed my life from that point on. You know, I I lose (laughs) my account to go out there and change my life. It's one of those magical stories. Well, I'm just so glad that that we have the step-up movies because the – we do get to see all the different types of, of dancing up on the on the big screen. Barry, have you seen uh, any of these step-up movies? Yeah, yeah, I have. Adam uh, Shankman and I, he, he actually um, uh, directed an episode of Glee I was in last year. They did a, a sort of a uh, something from Rocky Horror. They did a Rocky Horror show. And, uh, I remember. Meatloaf and I uh, did some guest, a little sort of guest stunt casting thing in it and uh, Adam uh, was uh, the director and he was great he was just great I've never I've never worked with anybody as uh, uh, as so well organized as he is uh, I'm sure that 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 was probably your experience with him too oh yeah I mean just man it's, it's just incredible how much these people that are in charge of these projects love dance and have been a part of dance for so long that's kind of the rare thing about, about the step up franchises it's, you know, produced by someone like Adam Sankin, who is a dancer, who is a choreographer. And he says it all the time. It's funny because he directs these huge movies now, and you ask him sometimes. You say, Adam, uh, I've heard people ask him, what, what, what do you do? Because they, they have no clue. And he goes, oh, I'm a dancer. I just love that. And he's like, yeah, I'm, at the end of the day, he's like, I'm a director, I'm a producer, but I'm a dancer. First, yeah. um, I just love that. And oh. being a dancer, you know, so they love it. They love dance. That is so great. Barry, you talked about the Glee episode, mm-hmm. and that is my favorite episode of uh, yeah. Glee. And a lot of people feel the same way. Did Did you see that one, Christopher? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, it's oh, just great. I, I can't get enough of watching watching anything related to the Rocky Horror uh, Picture Show. I, I suppose you've seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show too, Christopher. Yep, yeah, I saw it at a theater on uh, Santa Monica Boulevard when I was in high school. I'll never forget it. They put a big a big red V on my head. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, I noticed in the chat room that um, that Nikki has said. That uh, she and her girlfriends are are going to be seeing a, a midnight showing of the Rocky Horror Picture Show soon, so they're oh, they're in for a, for a treat, you know, costumes and all of the acting and everything, and so uh, I think they're going to have a, have a great time. Well, I wanted to talk to you also about doing the dance moves, creating the dance moves for Alvin and Alvin and the Chipmunks. How how much fun was that? Yeah, actually, it's it's interesting. That was before Step Up. I wasn't choreographer yet, so I didn't get I didn't actually choreograph any of the dance moves. Um, the choreographer for that was Rosario McCoy. Um, he cast me oh. as to play Alvin, so it was really fun. It was like, um, and it was really cool because they didn't do the CGI; they did motion referencing. So we actually had to put on like I kind of dressed up like Alvin, and uh, we had you know uh, Simon and Theodore. Everybody was in like different colors, and um, we just kind of did each take like five or six times um, from each angle so that we could do it as ourselves in position. Then we would do it a pass with these little stuffed animals on sticks, these oh. little uh, squirrel stuffed animals, and uh, or sorry, oops, chipmunks. And uh, <laughs> and it was just really fun. It was like this really cool process I got to see. It was one of the first films I ever did. Um, so being there, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was just learning everything. I was watching how they would just take a plate Sheet a plate of the um, of the set so that they could do the digitally um, the, the digital animation later, um, and just watching it and learning all these things and working with Pizarro, who's an incredible choreographer. I mean, that, that's kind of how I came up. It was just learning from every choreographer I ever got to work with, um, and really just took that and was like, you know, and, and put it. That, that was like my college. Every every job I did up until I was choreographing, and even past then, I've existed in my college. So. Do you consider yourself oh, that... a dancer or a choreographer now? Um, both, for sure. I'm definitely a dancer. I'll, I'll dance to the day to the day that I die. But um, you know, right now I spend all my time chore- choreographing. It's just um, thinking of concepts. Uh, you know, trying to tell stories through dance. Um, I kind of consider myself more of a storyteller, and I got that mentality from John Chu, um, who just has always taught me you know, the, the power of telling a story. Um, so I very rarely do a dance routine that doesn't have some kind of a story tied to it. Um, and, you know, that's just one artist, and it's it's just, you know, a fun party song. There's one uh, dancers in the background or whatever. But, but for the most part, I'm always like, what story can I tell first and foremost? And then I pick a song, and then I pick dancers. And, um, yeah. Did you uh, – uh, now, I don't know, but did you have – were you involved with the 3D version? Yeah, I did. Um, I was in Step Up 3D, so the first 3D when I was in it, they brought my character back, like a kind of cameo at the end. Um, and then for the fourth one was the first time they actually they brought me back in, and it was really cool because I'm kind of like the, the the little kid that they cast as hair, um, you know, who wasn't a choreographer, to then by the time they released four, um, I was this choreographer now, so they brought me in to choreograph um, Jamal Sims and Adam Shankman. And uh, John Chu, they all were like, all right, it's your turn now. So, uh, you know, do us proud. And they kind of bring cool. me in. And, and, yeah, they gave me the routine with um, the business prizes uh, scene. That was kind oh, of my thing I got choreographed. Yeah, it was really cool. It was 65 dancers, um, just a huge production number. Um, and then um, I got to work on the finale with Jamal and, and the museum number as well. So it was really uh an amazing experience. I learned so much about 3D. To me, is the ultimate uh, friend to, to dance. It just makes it, it enhances it so much, and it's so fun to be able to choreograph the 3D element as well as the the dancers. It just takes you to all another place. What is the difference, though, in terms of you coming up with movement? Uh, were you uh, were you always aware of the more forward and backward movement as opposed to laterals? Um, I yeah. Mean, do you do? I mean, do you very specifically do things that are coming at you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think some of, some of the things that affect you are like you, there's certain things you have to slow down because if you do it too fast to the camera, it, it, the 3D doesn't 
read as well, and it doesn't really catch an audience. Like when you really like slowly move towards the camera, then you can really see the change in depth um, or, or, or an effect. Like we have these expanding um, these Huberman spheres, which are those like kind of balls with kids' toys that kind of expand. Um, and if you did it too fast, it just doesn't have the effect. But when you go just open it really slowly, the camera just takes from the three D so well. Um, so it'd be things like that, and it'd also be like, um, you know, trying to set a shot for when the camera would go through and travel through uh, the group of dancers, um, so that you really get to see the depth and, and plan out the foreground, plan out, um, you know, the, the real plane and then uh, the background. So. Um, just a whole bunch of added elements, even just a, an escalator, like how cool it looks from 3D, but you got to shoot it that way. you got to shoot it from the bottom and just look straight up and, and, and get the angle to where you can see every every person's um, hat, you know, so, so yeah. it's all spread out. It just looks crazy. Hmm. Were you, a, were you a, a fan of Stanley Donans? I don't know Stanley Donans. Who's that? Oh, he did Singing in the Rain. He did uh, uh, all of those early sort of uh, musical movies. Oh, um, he directed? What's that? He was a director? He was a director-choreographer, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you should no, go back and yeah. look at some of his films. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, and I think you'd you'd probably, I don't know if you'd learn anything, but you'd certainly be entertained by them. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I, I wasn't familiar with the the name like I should be, but yeah, I mean, Singing in the Rain is is my ultimate uh, favorite one. You know, you always think of Gene Kelly and and um, yeah, I mean, the Carlo way that they Potter. shot those things. Yeah, that's like what we're constantly trying to do, especially uh, myself with like hip hop, because it's you, you know we've seen it in music videos a lot, and it's it's very cutty and it's it cuts all around, and and that was the beauty of what they did uh, back then, as they would choreograph the cameras and they would do it these beautiful long shots that really helped tell the story and didn't interfere with uh kind of the movement um you know yeah. uh, like like even, even uh we have a like the less movement of the cameras to me is, is just the better in some some respects like we have a friend uh mad chat who does roboting mm-hmm. and it's so detailed and so specific that if you just start drifting the camera around him, it, it kind of takes away from the effect. You really don't get to just watch how amazing he looks and how fake it all looks from just his talent, you know. So um, I sort of learned as a photographer to kind of stay stay out of the dancing as much as possible and um, really let it try to sort of read from uh, a simple camera shot. Well, that's what you know. That's one of the things I really liked about "So You Think You Could Dance" is that you, you uh, as an audience member, really got a sense of real time with the dancing. You know, it wasn't so cutty. You know, you you, you knew that they were really dancing in that time, and and uh, um, and lots of times in films now, the dancing, particularly if if stars are cast in dancing parts. You know, there's probably a cut every three, four seconds, and you don't yeah. right. You don't really know whether or not that person can really dance. You know, you're letting the camera dance for them. No, absolutely. That's uh, that's. I mean, that's it. You got it right there. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I can I don't like that. I like to see the, you know, and in fact, I like to see the whole body dancing and the numbers that you choreograph for. So you think you can dance, uh, Chris? Are just so so well done, and and you do tell a story. Uh, this this one that you did with the were the there were some slow motion, but this was where the, the people were playing. It was a card game. Do you know card, the one? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Gorgeous. Oh, just you know, and you just wanted to follow the characters through that. So. You just keep up your good work, and and uh, now that the season is over, uh, what projects, uh, upcoming projects, are you working on now? Um, I'm doing a TV show uh, in a couple weeks. Actually, it's called Make Your Mark. It's on the Disney Channel, and it's um, their version, kind of of of, of a so you think you can dance type uh, contest style. Um, and it's but it's for uh, a lot younger kids and a lot younger of an audience. So it should be fun. I'm mentoring the kids. So when they um, come on, they're, they're choreographing their own pieces. Um, and I get to kind of help them and, and kind of explain these things to them and, and teach them, you know, kind of what I've learned from John and, and Jamal and everybody. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm choreographing both of the opening numbers for that show. 
um, especially oh, related great. to it. And, um, and then with Disney Channel, it's uh, great. It's, it's kind of becoming a, a great place for me. And um, we have a movie coming out in the summertime called King Beach, uh, King Beach movie. And it was, the amazing thing is it was directed by Jeffrey Hornaday, which um, oh. I don't know if you guys know Jeffrey, but he, he choreographed uh, the chorus line in the film, the original, and he choreographed like yeah. Cat Dance, Captain Eo. I mean, he's just like a legend um, in the game. So to work under him was amazing, and um, and it was great for me because it was all it's all very musical. It's all musical theater at its best, and um, they really let us go there um, and use you know West Side Story as inspiration. And so it, so all the all the reasons oh. are very big and flashy and big jazz numbers. Um, so it was really fun for me to get to do. You know, I didn't meet you, but I was in that. I'm in that movie. Oh I played, no! I played Big Papa. I, I oh guess he, my god! That's <laughs> I love this. Big Papa, yeah, but I don't think were you there at the end? Yeah. Oh well, then I you and I are there. old friends. Wait, that's right. No, no, no. Hold on. Yes, that's right. You're Big Papa. I'm Big Papa, yeah, yeah. And we had the big dance number on the beach. The big dance number on the beach to uh yeah, the song with Ross and, and Maya. Oh that's that's some yes. That's so Oh, this funny. is this is hilarious. Hey, you know, I've seen some of that movie. I saw some of that movie when we were working uh when we were looping it. The dance numbers are brilliant in that movie. I, I, you guys did such a good job. I can't wait to see the whole thing. I think it's gonna blow people away. Thank you. Yeah, I think so too. I think so. I'm excited for it. We gotta, we gotta get one of these screenings together and go go check it out. We will. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys should. Yeah, you guys should. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but we're almost out of time. And this, I'm just enjoying this so much. I'm just sitting back, you know, and you two are talking. This is this is the the live radio that I just I absolutely love. But I, I do uh, I do have to take time now just to thank. Thank you, Barry, and you, Christopher, for being such terrific guests today. And I, I want to just thank you so much for, for all the pleasure that you've given me and, and so many people who love uh, the movies and who especially love musicals and especially love dancing. Now, will both of you come back on the show again, please? No, this is the last time you'll ever talk to me, Betty Jo. <laughs> after I see FDR, American after Badass. After you've seen FDR, American Badass, you're never, you're not even going to say you know me. Oh, no, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. But uh, I, I'm definitely going to call you and let you know what I think about it. But it is time to wrap things up. So this is Betty Jo Tucker giving a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support. Thanks again to Barry and Christopher for being here today and to Nikki Starr for all her help and to uh, – our many many chatters we didn't get a chance to uh to mention you but you know that we love you and i hope everyone enjoyed the show i sure did please come back next time next time for another spirited discussion about movies and in the meantime don't forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com that's r-e-e-l realtalkreviews.com that's all for now folks so in honor of our two dancers here today I'm going to play a, a number that I'd like them to join us in doing, and it will be one that's familiar to them, and it. I want you all to join in. Let's do the time warp. Yeah. <laughs> it's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. To the left. With your hands on your hips. You're making me feel good. Ready to feel me good. 